Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, and welcome to another edition of IAB Cal Voices. I'm your host, James Law Jr., and I was in the insurance industry for about 10, 11 years, and then I left and went to Hollywood. Well, now, 12 years later, I'm back. And now I'm back in the industry. Well, I'm still doing Hollywood, but now I'm talking to people who are in the insurance industry. Many of them are my friends. And so what makes it so much fun is I get to see and reunite with them after all these years. This time, we kept in touch over the years, but now we're actually reuniting on camera. And I'm so excited to bring this person. He has a voice, I mean like a voice in the industry. You're gonna hear about that in a second. Uh, but he also has done much service to the industry and to the big eye of California. And he is a, is a producer at ISU CalGuard Associates here in Southern California, and he is my friend, Mike Scott. Hello. Mr. James La Jr., sir, how are you? So great to see you. I mean, we look the same. Uh, likewise, my friend. Actually, I mean, I, you look better. There's less of you to look at, I feel like, these days. Uh, <laughs> you look amazing. You look great. <laughs> yes, and, and, you're, and you're, like, way more famous now than, than when I used to know you back then. And you're still cool with us little folks. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. I always remember the little people I step on. That's right. Remember um, the little people. As you step on them, you can remember them. So, um, but no, the thing is, Mike and I have known each other nearly 20 years. So that's why we're saying this. It's been a lot. I mean, we were babies in this industry a long time ago. I mean, I mean we probably met at a YBAC conference. I think it's probably, that's probably what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like 2003 ish. Yeah. I was trying to remember. Okay, so, wait, so, so wait a minute. So how long have you been in the industry total then? Well, 2002 to now. So do that math. 21 years ish. Right. No, no, okay. no you're, you're almost no 2002. I, I'm bad at math. Hold on. I think uh, you're, you're, uh, almost, you're 19 years. You're almost 20 years. Yeah, that's it. That's I, it. I I've sucked math in high school. Yeah. Uh, uh, somehow I got through. Like so, almost 20 years in the business. I mean, it's, that's what that's when you when you just like right now you don't think about it all the time. You're in the business, working, working, working. But when we stop for a second and say that, that's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean to you? It's just amazing. You know, uh, you, you, I didn't start out with this intent of being 20 plus years later. But um, yeah, it's just been an amazing, uh, it's been an amazing circumstance of events that has just culminated into now being to the position to where I am today. And it's been, uh, it's, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, so, cause going into it, um, you know, I mean, what were your thoughts, if you can remember, what insurance might even be like? I mean, did you have yeah. thoughts? Um, you know, it's funny. I was came from the world of retail. So starting young, coming, you know, working in college and I decided you know, I better get some work experience going on. And I started in audio and I was working in retail. And every time it was Thanksgiving or it was Christmas or any other stuff where there's family gatherings, guess who the guy stuck at work is? Do, I know. So um, I had an amazing opportunity through a family friend, as a lot of people kind of fall into this industry through that friends, family or otherwise. And um he kind of said, you're pretty good at sales. What do you think about giving insurance a try? And in the back of my mind, I thought, I don't know an awful lot about it, but I definitely admired who he was and he had been highly successful and 
was willing to give me an opportunity. So I said, okay, as my dad always jokes, what could go right? You know, just give it a, <laughs> give it a try. And uh, so shout out to Jeff Pyle, who I used to work hey, for, Jeff. for hey, Jeff, uh, for many years. And um, yeah, once I got my feet wet and started getting into the industry, um, here we are. It, it's just been a very amazing ride. Oh, so. Okay, so yeah, you were, you were with Pyle Insurance, not you know, right. Calgar for the last six years. Yeah. Right. Was it hard to leave Pyle because he did was. the business? It was really hard. It was. How was that decision for you? You know, I think in general, not everybody, but a lot of people fall into a comfort level of what they know. And that is a double-edged sword. It's dangerous, but it's it's good. And I think for me, I kind of wanted to always aspire to something bigger, at least for myself. The other thing that factors into that is having a family. Once I got married, then we had kids. And then you have all the rest of life stuff that comes along, mortgages and tuitions and all those things. And so um, I think it gave me an amazing foundation to then spring from to go into the next thing. And that opportunity came when I came to Calgary. So what, what, what was that? What, what was the conversation? Was it like, hi, I um, friend. I've been here for a while. Like, I'm just curious, like, cause that's yeah, how happened. does that one go? Yeah. How does that go? I mean, like, I mean, you know what's interesting? I, again, I think it's two things. The brutal, honest truth is it's tough because it's not only a boss, but you know, you have it's a friend and and then your family, which is your work family. So you work with somebody for 13 plus years, you get pretty close and pretty bonded. Um, I think the good thing was is that he realized the opportunity for me and he's very um, supportive in that aspect. So I think while it was maybe an initial shock and an adjustment period, it was it was fine because he knew that it was for the greater good for me and what I was trying to do to take care of my family. So, well, no, I'm glad, I, I bring it up just because I want people who watch this and I have people who watch this show who are not in insurance, but are in different other areas. Yeah. Life. I think it's good to people to hear this, that, you know, you got to do what's best for you sometimes. Mm -hmm. you know, what's best for your life, your development, your growth. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's tough because we all get into these work situations in various ways. It could be through family on this show. We've had through family, through friends, through a colleague, spouse, whatever. And, Sometimes you have to spread your wings and go a direction that you need to go. And it's, it's, it may be tough to do initially, but it's very important. Absolutely. Well, and you got to take chances sometimes. You got to bet on yourself, right? And uh, you got to say, okay, this is what I've been doing. This is what I want to continue to do. And this is going to be the best avenue for me to do it or at least try it because we're not getting any younger. Situations aren't always going to be available. And um, you got to just go for it sometimes. So. so you came from retail, so did I. I, um, I was in retail when. Um, and when I did an agribusiness conference, uh, I came in as a, just a kind of to help out. And I saw that my former colleague, Nicholas Paris, needed help. Oh, I, Nick. Yeah, my I, buddy, I, Nick. So I came on from do that. And then I am staying. I mean, I'm staying for like, so I came for like a few months and stayed for years. Yeah. Uh, retail was a trip, obviously. And I, I, I want to ask you, because we had another person on the show who was from retail too. What are a couple of things you brought from retail that you brought into insurance? You know, that's a great question. I would say the biggest thing about life in general, but for sure sales, you got to know what you're doing with your product. Obviously, that's that's important. Knowledge is key. But what we do so much every day is about people. It's interaction. It's interpersonal. I feel like some days I should be charging by the hour because I'm a counselor. I'm a therapist. I'm a you name it. Uh, every time that phone rings, it's going to be something different. And I think the at least for me, the one thing I think that distinguishes me from a lot of other people is just personality. I, they are clients, and and, but 
you know, you start to establish relationships and trust, number one, because I think that's the single biggest thing when somebody calls is they know they can trust you and have a conversation and understand it and discuss things. And um, so it's it's a people business. And I think that's what's kept me in it uh, for as long, because I've heard people say it. Insurance is not I don't wake up in the morning. and go, yes, yes, insurance. Woo. Um, but by the same token, this is equal as this sounds weird, but it, I, I, I don't dislike what I do either. And I think there's a lot of people that get stuck in a rut and just continue to do it because they don't know what else they can do. So um, I, I like what I do. And more importantly, I like who I do it for and in the place that I'm able to work. So um, as far as that retail tie in, I think you just learn how to manage people because everybody's bringing something different to the table every day. Somebody's upset and they may not just be upset at you, but it might, that gun might be pointed at you in that regard. And so learning how to navigate and understand people. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, no, it, you know, you, you hit on some several things that I like. And, and one of those things is that it's, you know, it, we, I say everybody should work retail. Everybody should uh, either be a waiter one day for, you know, or, or, work, or work a retail job on the floor. I feel like, Everyone should do a sales thing of oh, yeah. twice their life because it really teaches you a lot about life. Yeah. Um, you have to meet people where they are, right? It's like you have to meet them where they are at any given level. Right. That's kind of a crazy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right then, right there, we're doing it. This is it. There's, yeah. It's, and, uh, you have, and you have to be present and, and see what they need, right? So you, have to right. Them, you have to know your, like I said, know your product, which is that's in retail too. Know your product, whether you're selling jeans or selling a smoothie, know your right. product. But also listen to them, see what is it they want. That's right. And what they need, so you can fill that. Correct. That's right, hundred percent. And I think the far the, the the back end of that is the trust building, so that you know at least with insurance, yeah. uh, they're not going to be so keen to hop onto the next thing when somebody calls and says, "Hey, I can save you twenty bucks." It, 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 they're going to remember that you know what? No, the service and the person and the trust factor becomes a much bigger component of that relationship. So. Actually, actually, it's true in, in retail too. It can be sometimes you, know, oh. you can repeat customers, and they go, "That's the guy who sold me the car last time," or "That's the guy who sold me the jeans last time." Right. The, tr the trust thing is very—I think the trust thing. Period. When they feel like they can come to you and not you're not just BSing them. True. Uh, you walk away. I have a lot of clients to this day that were clients of mine in retail that had become repeat clients, and then they found out that I was leaving where I was working, and they said, "I don't care what you're selling." we want to buy it. I, I'm not exaggerating. And right. so those have turned into lifelong clients, lifelong referrals. It's, it just gets back into everything. You never know what experience is going to lead to something else later in life. So everybody's, uh, you learn a lot of valuable lessons that way. I always remember a story about a guy coming in that looked like a homeless person. I mean, he really did. He was in tattered clothes, looked terrible. And one of my coworkers basically was like, look at this guy, what, what, you know, don't help him. And, Gave him some time, gave him some space, finally approached the guy. Anyway, the guy was like a millionaire. He just, he purposely goes out looking like that to see who's going to give him some time and attention, not based on his appearance or who thinks they're going to spend money. And he ended up buying a bunch of stuff and he turned to the other sales guy and he said, you take this as a lesson. He said, don't ever judge a book by its cover because you never know who you're dealing with. And it doesn't have to be that deep all the time, but you just, you never know in life who you're dealing with. So yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, what is one of the things you like about sales? You know, sales is an interesting thing because there's a, I feel so much like with insurance, it's not a tangible, right? It's not, it is and it isn't. You're taking care of people, but it's not a widget. You're not giving, like, 
It's not. It's not this. It's a pill. Yeah. It's not. It's not some. This. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here you go. I'm selling you this. Yeah. So in a way, it's getting that collaborative uh, action with the client to again what you said earlier. What do they need, and then how do we accomplish that? Um, and then impressing upon them the importance of it because you're getting people to spend quite a bit of money on something that in the moment they don't feel they need, or I'm never going to use this, or blah blah blah. But those same people are the ones that are going to scream the loudest that they don't have the coverage they need in place. God forbid something happens when they need it. So my biggest thing is sales through education. You don't have to buy this, but I'm going to tell you what this is. I'm going to give you some examples that will happen if you don't have it. But if you don't, that's okay. But you're going to sign right here that says, yes, I understand. You explained it to me. And at the end of the day, when you get people to go, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. And then to see it come full circle when the claim happens or something else, it just feels good to say, hey, you're taken care of. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you have also done some, uh, you part of some committees over the years and things with, with the big eye. How important has the big eye been in your career? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You know, it's been huge. It's been invaluable. I think a lot of that also stems from just the people relationships. I mean, just yourself. This is a weird thing, but here we are 20 years I later. Know, right, I know. And I'm sitting here talking to you and it's all because I decided to go to a, a, a conference. Um, there's so much that our organization does with regards to, you know, legislation and regulation up in Sacramento and the lobbyists and the things that the organization does just for the independent agency as a whole. But I would just say the quality of people that are part of that organization and you're interacting with people that are doing the same things that you're doing on a daily basis, and they understand what that process looks like. So it's like-minded people with like-minded goals. Um, and to me, it's just it's been it's been a great value uh, to be part of IA Miguel. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you a question that's completely left field. Okay. Because <laughs> I can. Okay, and you are go. Okay, Michael Scott is your name. It is. <laughs> I mean, do people, I have a friend who actually worked on The Office. So, I mean, she worked actually on there. Do, I mean, do, do you ever, does anybody ever say anything when they, when you, they hear your name? All the time. All the time. It's really funny. I, you get a lot of Snickers because, you know, people call for a variety of reasons. Dealerships. Yeah. Yes. But the phone's always ringing. And I go, can I get your name, please? Uh, it's Michael Scott. And then inevitably you hear a little chuckle. And I say, yes, that's my name. And then they say, oh, my God, I can't believe I was going to ask you. Um, but then the opposite held true, which because for a while, it seemed like every time somebody would hear my name, they they would just lose their mind. Oh, my God, Michael Scott. Oh, my God. So then I started going, yeah, that's my name. And then a few times it just fell flat like crickets. And I'm going, oh, oh, you don't watch The Office? They're like, what's The Office? And so, yeah, you got to be a little careful. But yes. In fact, my wife even bought me a Dunder Mifflin. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because so, I, I knew you before the show came out. So I mean, I, I mean, that I was, was your name first. It was your name. I mean, it was my name. Yeah, yeah. Like, what an interesting. I mean, for them to come up with that as the name. The I weirder mean, thing is, his middle initial on the show is Gary, Michael Gary Scott. Yeah. 
my middle initial is G, but that's my dad's name. So it's kind of a weird deal. So yeah, I know, I know. I what are you gonna just, do? I, just, I mean, of all the names in the world, he's brilliant. Them. He is so awkwardly brilliant on that show. But I, oh yeah, oh well, yes, yeah, it makes it work. So oh yeah, it's a bomb. But I just, I, I looked at the other day. I go, his name was. I mean, but like he had it. He had the name first. Like he was <laughs> got first. And now it's, that's what she said. No, I, he's, know, he's exactly. He's, <laughs> Exactly. I'm just like, it's just, it's just it's such an interesting, uh, of all the names to choose, it's not a yeah. common, yeah, you have two common names, separate, yeah, yeah. but not there was a, not a There was a famous name. pitcher for the Houston Astros back in the 80s named Michael Scott, so it's out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the curse of two first names, though, too, because even totally separate from the whole tie-in to, to the office, inevitably, and it used to bother me, but it happened so often that I just, okay. But everybody goes, okay, thanks, Scott, because it's a first oh, name. Oh, yes. So, you know, yeah, I, okay, that's cool. So I get Scott a lot. Thanks, a Scott. Month, a month ago, I don't, I don't think I've told a story on air anywhere, but I'll tell the okay. story to you and the viewers and listeners. Yes. Um, I got a phone call from my mother one morning saying, oh, you're still alive. I go, yeah, as I, I check my, yes, I'm still alive. But no, she goes, go to the news. There was a James Lott Jr., my age, a 52, who was in the entertainment industry, who passed away. Oh my so god! First, her thought was like, "I, I should, I should know before my. I mean, I should know before anybody else does. But what if I didn't like? It? So it was kind of a weird. Again, my name was in common. I mean, James right. was common. Like common. <laughs> and a junior, no doubt. And a junior, and so, yeah. but it's the second time. Earlier last year, um, a guy sent me a message on Instagram and said, "I was googling my name, and all your stuff came up. So I just want to tell you, congratulations for making our name famous." And then it was so now we're friends. Another James Lott Jr. So it's like a, it's kind of crazy. Okay. He's, in the, he's in the fitness game or whatever. But it's like he was googling to see you can see it. And all my stuff came up. Well, hey, that's what you get for being so fabulous, man. I mean, <laughs> I just I just I just say names are so crazy. But the Scott thing, I that makes yeah. me call you Scott by accident. Go, I suppose if my last name were. Chris or something. Okay, thanks, Chris. But it, it so I try not to. At first, I took it as a sign of disrespect, but it's just a common yeah. first name. So I go, hey. It's, well, it's, a, it's a name for, it's a phrase for that. I can't remember what it is, but like just one of those weird things that happens. Um, yeah. We'll see, they see it differently. Or, and then for you, also, you are half Latino. That is true. Which see. is how you say. Fair dog. Yes. <laughs> Correcto, uh, señor Lat. Yes. Soy mexicano también. Uh huh. Yes, yes. We're three Kano here, so exactly. So we both come from that heritage or heritages of that. Um, now, do you folks, do you speak Spanish for clients? Do you have any Spanish clients or do you speak Spanish clients? I do. I do. Actually, it's been a valuable asset. In fact, it'll happen a lot where somebody calls the agency and nobody else can help them. So they'll transfer them over to me. And um, yeah, it's good. I'm probably, well, 95% conversational and probably about 95%, you know, fluency. So I read it, I can write it and speak it. So yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's been helpful. And there's a very prideful sect of folks that are desperately trying to speak English and good on them and God bless them for doing it. But if you try and speak Spanish to somebody who necessarily doesn't want to and wants to speak English, that can be a little offensive. So you got to be slightly uh careful but to me no i think it's it's amazing to be able to uh communicate crazy side story because you like side stories i do i do i interacted with a guy who what did he, what nationality i feel like he was chinese he didn't speak english i didn't speak chinese obviously but the both of us spoke spanish and we could fully communicate and it kind of blew my mind the takeaway of going that's just odd but wow. yeah so got a language to communicate in yeah, 
that's good amazing. stuff. You can't even script that kind of stuff. I love that. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I know a guy who's um, Korean adopted by Latinos and speaks fluent Spanish. But he was Korean and he was adopted. He said they just spoke Spanish to him. So so when he goes, I tell people, you go to places like South America, Central America, there are a lot of Chinese, Japanese, German, I mean, all kinds of stuff all down there. They're all all Spanish. They speak Spanish and they're born and raised. And it's, you know, through Chile and Argentina and Brazil, they're all down there. So, I mean, it's as well as they can, again, catch the book by its cover. That's right. Getting back to that. (laughs) I don't tie tie it back together. I don't tie it all. So good. You're such a professional. Professional. (laughs) <laughs> but, no, but how, so wait, so wait, how can we how can we recruit or you know we, we we need more perpetuation of course in the industry but how can we bring in more people maybe people of color people or you know hispanic latin Latin what names we use latinx latino hispanic yeah. what are some things some thoughts you have you know it's an interesting thing because a lot of it just attracting talent yeah. in general right because insurance i think a lot of people find is it's not sexy. It's not the, you know, I'm going to be a policeman. I'm going to be a firefighter. These, these, you know, noble type careers. Um, I think it's just reaching out. And I know that there are some programs that IAB Cal has now through InsurePath and otherwise. And it's actually starting to become a thing was the old joke where you can't major in insurance in college, but you actually can now. So I think kind of through their hard work and investment and just reaching out, uh, whether through colleges or other sources, it's a kind of a bigger task, but getting the knowledge out there to attract that talent pool and basically impressing upon them that, you know, this is a really viable type industry. It's not something I would have come to on my own, but, um, and I think again, it gets back to education, just the amazing amount of freedom. This is one of these industries that if you are going to start into something like this, you want to start young because it's not an easy, path to just you don't do this at 50 years old and try and build a book of business and take care of it however the residual incomes as we know the longer you build a book of business and have more of an established client base um that starts to afford you your freedom so that when you get up the road a little bit in life to where you want to have that luxury you can so um yeah just having like you know whatever that would be a, a mentor program or a sponsorship program to where people can interact and just realize hey we're just regular people this is the job that career path that we've chosen to do and if you stick with it it's pretty good so you have a wife and twins i do know I your do. wife i do and twins um how'd you guys survive covid ah you know what we have been so blessed we have been so blessed um i'm in a fortunate dynamic that we opened up a satellite office of our corporate office here in monrovia which is very close to my house so presently there's only three of us here so we are all socially distanced and we were able to, you know, maintain that. We kind of limited any walk-in traffic and things like that. My wife, who has an extremely stressful job, um, uh, has been working from home anyway, so she didn't have to go in. And then through the grace and just sheer awesomeness of having really good neighbors and good family who all live in close proximity, we were able to manage the uh, school load with the kids doing Zoom and that kind of thing. I built a... 35 inch flat screen TV and hooked the computer up to it so that the kids didn't have to stare into this little box oh, wow. all day, every day. And because they're twins and they're in the same class, they got to share that. Um, so trying to stay connected with people and some of their friends in a small pod so that it wasn't uh, total isolation for them. And um, yeah. yeah, it's, we were fortunate, but I know there's a lot of people that that was not the case for. And uh we were, we were certainly, it's more difficult, more of a struggle, but we got through it pretty well. 
how old are your twins now? They're seven. They're going to be eight in October. So Which trying to see if I have a like a quick. I don't know yeah, if I can do it. Yeah, you probably get a picture. Hold on. I don't, does this translate? Let's see. Can you see them? Yes, it is. Oh, how yeah. good. I got to get a shameless plug in for the wife and the kiddos. Kiddos are so. cute. They have their glasses on. It's so cute. Yeah. Okay. Which one is more like you? Probably my daughter, Abby. They're both pretty even tempered, but she's a little bit more like me. I'm very spoiled. They're both, you know, daddy's daddy's girls. Of course, of course. Uh, but they're both very competitive. Okay. And, um, but yeah, they're, I, I'd say of the two. So I have an Ava and I have an Abby. Yes. And Abby is probably just a little slightly more like me. I like that. More, more even keel. The other one, she's, well, that makes it sound like I'm not adventurous. The other one's just, she's, let's go. Let's do yeah. it. Let's yeah, yeah, jump yeah. into everything. Let's. Um, but yeah, probably Abby. What is one thing you've learned um, fathering daughters? Oh my God. So I, knew, I, knew you, I knew you were single. I knew you when you were not married. I knew all, you did. all beforehand. All you did. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Not that I needed any sort of reeling in or grounding. Um, but, you know, I think my wife and I, who were both highly competitive and were athletic and sports and kind of did that just assumed oh, we're going to have boys because that's what we're going to do. And we're going to be soccer and all these things. And um, we were very fortunate to get pregnant because that wasn't an easy journey. Um, and then to find out we were having identical twins was just miraculous. And then to find out it was girls, it was just, uh, it was a lot <laughs> to take in. But I'm sure if I'd have had boys, I'd have had the same sentiment, but I can't imagine it any other way. And um, just, just raising good humans it's yeah. uh, that's it's it's a fine line about being a parent where you don't want to be overly uh hounding and hovering and all those things and letting them become the people and, and getting their own personalities but um i also say i don't want to raise little jerks so um yeah. but it, there is definitely something to be said for having little girls um allowing them to at least for me as a as a dad and as a guy they're constantly inquisitive and I'm a DIY weekend warrior fixing, building, doing stuff. And they're forever coming up and going, daddy, can I help you do this? And the, the gut reaction is, no, I got it. I don't want you to get hurt or this really isn't something for you to do. But I purposely try and stop myself and say, yeah, let me show you how to use the drill yeah. or why not? Here's, yes. here's a hammer. Let's do these things. So I guess, enjoying the girliness of them but still instilling confidence in them to know that they can do whatever it is they want to do yeah yeah we can make them strong women that's right and that man well and they are <laughs> well, yeah well rounded i'm like yeah give them a hammer give them some tools. that's right remembering them or telling them to take care of mom and dad when they make it big exactly in the world there, so, yeah Exa exactly Mm -hmm. yeah. It's going to happen one day. Yeah, that's, how it works. Yeah, that. that's so great. Mike Scott, thanks for being on the show. Thanks you know, thanks for uh, sharing your stories with us and, and your voice, which I love. And folks, oh. stay tuned because he's going he's gonna to be on one of my shows. I tell him I'm going to use his voice on one of my shows. <laughs> yeah. He has a great so voice. Great. Well, I, I I can't compete with you, man. You're the uh, you're the original voice. It's, it's, James, it's James, man. It's it's cool. But no, this is an honor. I'm really happy that uh, all these years later we've stayed in contact and. Um, Really proud of all your stuff. We, I know this is your interview with me, but super exciting to see you on TV and the Jimmy Kimmel spot and uh, your podcast and all the things that you're doing. But uh, yeah. yeah, thank you, well, thank you very much. If they want, if they want to book business with you or talk to you or anything, how can they find you? Well, you can always go to our website www.calgard.com. If you ever want to shoot me an email, you can do so at Mike 
S at calgard.com. And it's worth noting there's no U in guard. I didn't spell it, but it's just C-A-L-G-A-R-D. And um, I don't know, all the regular LinkedIn, Facebooks of the world, uh, it's out there. But the best thing to do is just pick up the phone and give me a call. Yes, what's going on? Uh, everybody who's listening to this podcast, a couple weeks ago, the podcast made it into our top 20 podcasts. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, if you want to listen to this, all the episodes I have are, are available audio and video. So you get choices. We love choices, right? So if you want to actually listen to it while you're driving to work, stuck in traffic, at the beach, on a plane, whatever, you can go ahead and go to any streaming service like Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Pandora, wherever. Just go wherever. Just look for iHeartRadio. Just look for IAB Cal Voices. Hit the follow button. And you'll get all the episodes as they come out. And we have some great, we have some great people. Our friend Dana Bartosz uh, on one of the episodes, her sister is on one of the episodes. Oh yes, Miss Dana. What's up, Dana? How are you? Love Dana. Shout out to Dana. Yeah, we love Dana. They're good friends. Um, but we did episode with her and stuff. So there's a lot of episodes out there. Some great people doing amazing things in this industry. And of course, this video and all the others are on my online network, JLJ Media. I'm one of the few people of color who has his own online network, and it's out there. And you can go to YouTube. Look for JLJ Media. Hit the subscribe button. It's down here somewhere or down here, some red triangle thing. It says subscribe. I never, I never point the right direction. I know it's here somewhere. Um, but go ahead and like it. And then check out, I have 35 shows uh, ranging from Star Wars, being left-handed, to grandparenthood and soaps and everything in between, including Ivy Cow Voices. All the episodes are there in a the playlist. Go ahead and, and check those out. Uh, and check out this. And share, share this in if you anybody needs to hear about Mike Scott. So That's share right. People too, if you need to share with them, let know what's going on with him too. Uh, but we appreciate every time you tune in or you listen. We appreciate. It. I'm James Lott Jr. You can follow me. We're all James Lott Juniors are sold at James Lott Jr. on all social media platforms, including TikTok. Um, and uh, and go ahead and do that. And everybody, please take care of yourselves. Um, insurance is important. It's out there. You need, if you need insurance. Please get it. You get to get those coverages that you need, whether it's business, home, life, health, any of that stuff. We all need it. Um, as an industry, that is good through all kinds of economies. It's very good. It, it is. It really is. Everybody it really take, is. Care, take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. James, thanks for being you. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.